0: Welcome to Getting Personal with Plant Medicine. I'm your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by Danielle Simone Brand. And we're doing something a little different for this episode. It is actually a preview of our currently untitled project, (laughs) Um, TBD (laughs) podcast. (laughs) We know what the concept is, which we will touch on more later, but. Um, we don't have a title yet, so stay tuned for that. But anyway, we felt like this message had to begin some point, right? We had to get this started, so um, we're putting this out there and hoping that we get some kind of feedback from listeners and let us know, you know, what more you'd like to hear in the future. Um, and this podcast preview, I feel, is aligned with getting personal with plant medicine. Um, audience, I should say, because that's what we'll be talking about. So plant medicine is rapidly becoming normalized through legalization and social media. And every media platform or publishing company or social media app is filled with content about those curious about herbalism and alternative therapies. Um, But there isn't a lot out there on how to discuss plant medicine in a way that doesn't stem from prohibition, on how to discuss plant medicine with children—that is, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, it's it's really where we need to begin. We need to start with the young ones. <laughs>
1: yeah we we really do you really do because you know like they're deaf they're gonna be the ones carrying the message forward and you know making the policies and living on this earth in the future,
0: right It sounds cliche, but I guess it's not considering some people are literally running political campaigns against the younger generation. so it is valid right um absolutely. And- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And you actually wrote a short guide about that in the newest issue of Can a Curious magazine. Can a Curious magazine. Um, And in that piece, you pointed out that finding a place to start can be challenging.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it can. You know, like I talk to people, you know, especially women and moms a lot who were like... (sighs) I just don't know how to have that conversation or when it should happen or, you know, exactly how much detail <laughs> I should go into. And, you know, they're, you know, usually talking about cannabis, but plant medicines in general, I think, you know, that it, it applies to so many things. Yeah. Mushrooms that many of us are incorporating in our everyday lives. And, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of plants out there that we use, psychoactive and not. But, you know, we still have to talk to, to talk about it. I think you have to start somewhere and. You know, it's it's going to look different just depending on your kids' ages and you know where you live, obviously. And your own your knowledge, your <laughs> own knowledge, how you use the plant. Like you know, if you're a you know if you're a, a medical consumer who's who's consuming daily, multiple times a day, and it's a much bigger part of your life, and then just sort of after work once in a while, um, the, that that looks different too. So I think there's just a lot of factors involved, and um, you know, something that's a big topic to explore.
0: It's a big topic. It's complex. We don't have any definitive answers just yet. <laughs> we would like to stress that point right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but you know, it's it's all about finding something to start the conversation, like you said. So for me, books are a big help when it comes to myself. <laughs> learning things but also when I'm talking to my son about it and you know uh I think that it is hard to find the right one right like there's there's no book there's not one book that you can find that's like this is the answer to well I'm saying that That's a broad stroke. There might be a book out there that goes over every (laughs) single plant and and herb in existence. But, you know, that that could be a hefty tome, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) Let's
1: start with A. Yeah. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, how, how to how to. Start those conversations. I think you're right. Like books are wonderful. Um, it's like, you know, that's just a, an easy segue into a topic or, or a conversation. Um, and I did write about this for Canna Curious Magazine, as you mentioned. So, you know, books like in, in the cannabis space, like for the last, in the last couple of years, we've had a number of books come out to help educate kids and help start these conversations. So It's Just a Plant is the classic mm-hmm. by Ricardo Cortez. Um, do you have that one? Have you read it with your son? Yes,
0: I have. I mean, I don't have it, but I have read it. Yeah, I've read yeah. the digital copy. I should
1: say. Um, Same. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think that was like for a while that was like the one that that people turned to if they knew if if they you know had access to it um, to start that cannabis, particularly cannabis right. conversation with kids. Um, and then, uh, more recently, we've had the Root Family's Very Special Garden by Miss Kindness Ramirez, and Why Mommy Gets High by Wendy Brazil. And you know, both of them are, you know, they're, they're a little different. Like Miss um, Kindness's book is is more focused on like education. Uh, there's a glossary in the back, you know, terminology when it comes to cannabis, kind of like the growing and and you know, curing and creating products, process, but, you know, in a, in a kid-friendly way. And then um, Why Mommy Gets High is literally (laughs) an explanation (laughs) of why, um, you know, of why Wendy Brazil, uh, when she was a mom of younger children, she now has grown children, but she tells in this, like, whimsical and, you know, rhyming kind of way, like, the ways that it actually helped her be more, you know, of a present and patient and creative mom, and, you know, I talk about that too. That's, that's real in my, in my world. I also, you know, use cannabis for medicinal benefit and it helps me just be a better parent because it it helps me live with less pain. But, you know, I love that, that perspective of like, you know, it helps me relax and be in the moment. And and that's something that's important for parents too. So all those books are interesting and definitely worth checking out if you've got little kids. Yeah. Well, for me, it's about trying to, to start
0: from the beginning like we're we're not even in the area of medicine quite yet because my son doesn't fully understand that concept quite yet so having I found some books in the library here's one called the ways I help in the garden and I really like this one because um I'll I'll have it linked in the show notes for the record, <laughs> yes. but um, I like this one because it shows and it has little chapters. How cute! Um, helping dad and it's it's like how I help dad in the garden, plant seeds, and um, it has illustrations. And the dad kind of looks like my husband. <laughs> and it talks Dude. about growing the cucumbers and things like that. And you know how it basically is a very basic basically basic sorry redundant there um (laughs) it's it's a really cute illustration of how the plants become uh, not become medicinal but become food which is also medicinal so yes both Uh both of those things and then I found a Nat Geo Kids um, one about plants and this one is a little bit more advanced but It talks about leaves and the desert and like the shapes of the leaves and the roots and all of that. Um, I also use a lot of songs with my son. There are several YouTube (laughs) channels out there, um, but we really like, uh, there's a couple that we really like that talk about uh, photosynthesis, chlorophyll, you know, the weather and how it affects the plants. So um for me that's what I use but then I also have to start thinking about older kids as well because it's not like I never come into contact with older children um so I I am still searching for some books that are for like that would be good for older children to to read um about plant medicine about plants in general
1: yeah. I mean, if you find them, let me know because <laughs> yeah, my kids are 10 and 13 and my, my 10 year old is my, is my daughter and she and I are interested in rituals and witchy stuff and also gardening. So there's a lot of, you know, interplay between those things. And I've found some good witchy books for her age, like, or just so like a little bit older and she can kind of, you know, identify read up as they say, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, and, and some of them have like some interesting glossaries or, you know, about about herbs, about various plants that you would use in ritual, um, as well as like descriptions of how to do them. But, you know, really about plants and, you know, sort of like the, the concept of the way that we use plants differently for older kids. I think that that's something I haven't come across yet. I was gonna add actually that, and when my kids were younger, we, um, we subscribed to this like, um, the service where they mail you a book once a month through it's called PJ Library. It's a Jewish um uh organization basically for literacy and for Jewish education. And we are, you know, Jewish-ish. <laughs> we're also, you know, Buddhist and pagans and, you know, yoginis over here. But we're um we do have that heritage in our family um, on my husband's side. And um the cool thing about Judaism to me actually is how agriculturally attuned it is and um so there are festivals about like you know the harvest and the first fruits in the spring and you know various like moments of the agricultural calendar and that would like come in pretty strongly to these children's books that like I think establish the sense of you know just like paying attention to the seasons and to the plants and how they can play a part in your like ritual life as well as your like you know your actual life.
0: That's a really great service. I, I, want, I want to look into that now, but I'm
1: not <laughs> – I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. They, they just send you a cool children's book every month, and, um, you know, they have themes of kindness and inclusion and good stuff. I love that. Yeah. And also with the
0: older children, I think it might go without saying, but we're going to say it anyway, television, right? <laughs> yep yep that's the easiest way for me to be able to be like well that is not accurate okay that right there is not how it will play out for you um because i mean how else are you also because i tend to watch things that maybe teens might watch (laughs) 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 sometimes
1: (laughs) well you know shows are great like now that that you mention it um you know, cannabis references do come up in shows that I watch with my kids here and there. I think, as I mentioned on um, on Your Highness podcast, that uh, we've been watching Mythic Quest, this show that's you know like it's TV fourteen, so it's a little bit like above my kids, but it's not really inappropriate, and it's more just like language once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, some of the situations, like I do feel like I want to help contextualize for them, and that's I think that's a good thing. You know, helping them understand sort of like adult potential potentially adult situations with a little context but anyway cannabis comes up from time to time weed comes up from time to time and my kids totally get the weed references (laughs) because because I write about it and Mm -hmm. it's a big part of my life and stuff and they hear me talking you know to people to friends and whatnot um and 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 yes, I also have the opportunity sometimes to be like, oh, "What a stereotype!" Like that was really, you know, not something that is reflective of most cannabis consumers that I know or of me. And you know, we get to kind of like unpack it a little. So that's, yeah, it's a I, good thing.
0: And another good thing is that there are a lot of like cooking competitions. I'm seeing cannabis infused in so many different types of programming Mm -hmm. um we have the cooking shows we have the growing shows now there's that one with jim belushi um i haven't watched it but you know i just saw it pop up when i was scrolling through things like okay so now i mean pretty much we're covering almost every area on tv (laughs)
1: except for how to talk to
0: your children (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> to friend, your children. I, I think there's more we could do on TV and I'm hoping to actually do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could have deeper conversations, you know, and, and further the general public and the of curious public, and maybe even like the cannabis consumers knowledge of the, you know, the plant and its context and how we can like create a better future with it. And right. yeah, I mean, because... I, I think, yeah. We can explore more. I mean, cannabis is a heavy consideration for us
0: as well as other psychedelics. But just even thinking about how we grew up, right? There was not a lot of conversation about anything that wasn't deemed safe other than here's a sticker, don't touch that, right? You remember those stickers, those poison control stickers? Mm -hmm. (laughs) My family had those on everything. And and instead of explaining like, Maybe, you know, don't drink this because it could kill you. It's just don't touch that if you see that sticker. Like, that sticker was doing a lot of work, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, yeah, I mean, last I checked, stickers aren't great parents.
0: (laughs) I mean, they'll keep them entertained for a little while, (laughs) but...
1: Right. I mean, I I think, yeah, it's a blunt it's a blunt instrument to just like stick a sticker on things and be like, Yes, you know, that that is a simple it's and and I guess it serves a purpose, but I think we can have a more nuanced conversation, you know, like I mean it's a whole the whole conversation in of itself, how cannabis should be labeled, right, on, Mm -hmm. on the legal marketplace, like that you're supposed to have child resistant packaging in most places, as well as labeling that clearly indicates that it's not for children and that THC is present. Um, But yeah, I think there are lots of different ways to do that. And And the conversation,
0: not to cut you off, but just to think about that a little bit. You know, people think having childproof packaging is just enough, right? I I shouldn't say people, that's broad stroking again. But there are some people who feel like the childproof aspect only pertains to keeping it out of their reach. And to me, it's about Educating them, you know, and showing them what you're using and having them understand. Even if you're not consuming around them, having them understand why you consume and why they can't yet (laughs) is a major hole in the education portion of this, I feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It's, you know, it's a it's a nuanced conversation. It's one that like changes as kids get older. I mean, you, we have an interesting perspective because your child is younger than than my children and I've had I've had like, you know, some years to have these conversations sort of little by little, like pepper mm-hmm. it in. And I do think that's important is that, you know, like you don't wait until you think, oh my God, I'm, it's too, almost too late. And then you sit down and you're like, here's all you need to know. blah oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Here's a book, you know, read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of important conversations, you know, I talk about this a lot. It's more, it's not a one and done. It's more of a, like, let's, you know, just take little opportunities to have to to share a bit of information, to ask some questions, maybe to answer some questions. Uh, It doesn't have to be like a big deal. It doesn't have to be a sit down, like scary conversation. And, you know, like, I think that's true about so many things. Yeah.
0: And I think that a lot of it also comes from a place of fear, right? The conversations we have are Stem from fear a lot of times. We don't want our child to overdose on something. We don't want our child to put themselves in danger. We don't want to lose custody of our child. We don't want people to brand us as bad parents, but So a lot of that, I feel, fuels the conversation. And so even if you are extremely plant friendly and you use plants in all aspects of your life, you might still be a parent who's not willing to immerse your child into that world because you're coming from a place of fear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I think that... um prohibition and criminalization specifically and then of course all the misinformation around around prohibition and the the war on drugs just intensified that fear um you know we're gonna we're gonna need some time (laughs) and some normalization I think to get over that and 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 you're right like I think that it's it's easier in a sort of knee-jerk, reflexive kind of way to educate our kids about things that we want them to be careful of by scaring them because, we're, you know, sometimes it feels like that's the only thing that works, let's be right. honest. and
0: that's how we were raised. I mean, at least I was yeah. raised. I was raised in a very fear-based household. So for mm. me, it's like even though I try to fight everything that I grew up with and what I was conditioned by, it still sneaks up on you a little bit, you know? And you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> There's that conditioning again.
1: <laughs> right. And to be honest, like there are moments that, as a parent of slightly older kids, I'm, I question, did I not instill enough fear about certain things in them because I was afraid to, you know, afraid, but because I, I was also trying to avoid that, you know, that fear based like upbringing. I think there's a balance. And to, and to teach kids respect, you know, respect is not, it doesn't mean, cowering in fear or just you know like living fearfully it means like understanding that some things can hurt you mm-hmm. and some things we have to have discernment right good judgment yes. and so teaching them to respect plans I think is one one layer of that one level of that
0: respect is a big part of it I mean that's pretty much how I'm trying to focus my um, education with my child I'm trying to basically come from a a respect point of view like you need to respect fire you need to respect water you need to respect all of the elements they can be amazing they can create so many cool things but also (laughs) and so that's kind of where I'm going with it because I'm like this is the only way it kind of works for my brain because I come up with so many questions myself when I'm trying to educate him I'm just like how does he know that something's poisonous? How do I know that it's poisonous? <laughs> is mm-hmm. there another word we can use? And so, I mean, it's like you said, it's ever evolving. And I think that we don't have hard and fast answers. But one one other way that we can really kind of expand the conversation is to grow, things, if, if you have the ability to grow any type of plants, and even if you don't, taking your child to, you know, a garden center or just outside somewhere <laughs> and showing them, you know, this this is something you can't eat, but it does this, this, and this. And you're really good at that.
1: <laughs> well, I I try. I mean, one reason is because I like to be outside and I like to garden and and that sort of thing. And 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 I realize that it's a privilege to have like some outdoor space where I get to garden. Um, and I used to do it on windowsills, <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I live in an, a less desirable state for the. <laughs> for the privilege of having a yard yeah. and some space around us you know but anyway so we have a decent flower garden and my kids help me out there we have a, we have a decent veggie garden in the summers we grow raspberries lots of raspberries they're you know going to come in pretty soon here. I'm excited. Um so, you know, in that process, and I, I do, you know, quote unquote make them <laughs> do yard work and garden. It's more of a chore for my son, like just something he needs to like, you know, take off and then get to the rest of his Sunday usually. And for my daughter, if she's in the right mood, she enjoys it because she, you know, she's a nature girl and and likes to watch the butterflies and you know, is a little bit more like interested in chilling and watching than (laughs) doing, but she'll do too. She definitely does. Um, So, you know, so in in that context of spending time outside and also going hiking and and getting out in other ways, we have a, a river in our city that's really, really beautiful and has a walking path on both sides that we go to pretty frequently. So, you know, in all of this, like we do end up talking about plants as different things, So plants as food, plants as medicine, plants as food for animals and homes and shelter for animals, you know, um, something of beauty, obviously, that like contributes to our enjoyment of the world and our well-being, Um, you know, and medicine. And some of that medicine is stuff that my kids can access right now, like, you know, mint for their upset tummies. and. And my daughter likes to make me a little sachet of basil when I travel because <laughs> it's good for protection. Aww, um, and that's I so cute. I love it's super that. cute. Oh my God. <laughs> and she's like, Do you have your basil with you? You know, when I'm <laughs> leaving for the airport and I have to have it. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, I have this little like, sachet of dried <laughs> herbs, but I, I hope I don't get stopped. <laughs> it's basil, I swear. Um, <laughs> um but you know yeah and other things other little little herbs that we grow are, are are things that I talk about as being you know very accessible and very you know safe as plant medicine my daughter likes to talk about the coconut oil that we have in the kitchen as like She's like, it's so safe that you could just like give a whole bunch of it to a baby and they couldn't do anything with it. They could put it in their mouth. They could put it in their hair, like in their eyes, like it's, it's great. It's fine. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> coconut oil is very safe. <laughs> so, you know, but then there are other plants that, that we are, need to be much more cautious of or much more respectful of. And You know, I love mushrooms, but the mushrooms that grow randomly in my yard, I, don't, I can't identify and I don't know enough about to tell my kids it's totally fine to like you know handle them or anything
0: side note you just made me think of something i just learned if you take a picture of a plant with your iphone at the very bottom of it it will have a little eye icon like for information and you can click on that and it will tell you the species of the plant
1: Really, yes. that's so cool. Okay, I'm gonna try it because I love to. I do, actually I have some plant identification apps that are not always correct. Right, so I'm gonna... same. Yeah. I know I don't
0: have a lot of luck with the plant identifying apps, but I've had Me better neither. luck yeah. with this photo. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. So, wow. And so, species of mushrooms too. Do you think it says are... all
0: plants? And I've I've tested it out. I have a, a weird mushroom growing in my Draciana's soil, but I've been yeah. told that that it was a means that it's healthy soil. So I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, okay. it showed me that and showed me some of the other plants I had in my house that were
1: mislabeled. So Okay, yeah. I will give that a shot. Right. I don't know if I'd rely on it mushroom wise right. yet. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of like, let's pick this and eat it. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it would be interesting. I I I would like to learn more about mushroom identification. I've been writing a bit more about mushrooms and Gosh, there are so many varieties, and they're they're pretty interesting. As Paul Stamett says, right? Mushrooms can um, sh- mushrooms can heal you. They can feed you, and they can kill you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's kind of the truth about plants. mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I was going to say and hemp, but then I was like, can hemp kill you? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. <laughs> Maybe someone could use it to kill you. <laughs> Hemp rope. And we <laughs> into the true crime part of the body. Right? <laughs> hemp, uh, hemp rope. <laughs> Murder weapon.
0: <laughs> right. But you know, anyway, this just kind of further illustrates the fact that there's there are a lot of plants to to talk about and there are a lot of ways to talk about them. There are spirits, plant spirits. This is something that I've always kind of known on some level but have only recently started to delve into Um, and so that's what this podcast is about, right? Like that's basically the gist of it but I'm going to let you tell us a little bit more because you do it more, you do it more beautifully. (laughs)
1: do I now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> well, so it, Diana and I conceived of this podcast really to demystify conversations about plants. And, you know, there are many uses in our lives, including very much including plant medicine. And that's a broad umbrella that uh, we we use to describe cannabis, of course, and mushrooms, both functional, medicinal, um, psychedelic mushrooms, lots and lots of different Psychedelic plant medicines that we have out there, and um, you know, we're we're in a, a moment where there's a real a awakening of interest, a renaissance of interest in plants as you know, definitely food. There's you know, plant based diets are very trendy on one hand, mm-hmm. and then plant medicines um, as well. So I we think that you know, from our perspective as journalists and as moms, this is a great moment to have these conversations to help shape you know, give give more parents confidence about having these conversations and help positively shape the next generation's view.
0: Absolutely. And we will be bringing in some really cool people to help us have those discussions. So yes. stay tuned. <laughs> and let us know if you Absolutely. have any questions because, you know, we want to answer them as best as possible. And um, we're always looking for ideas, but we have plenty of our own as well. So... <laughs>
1: except for an idea on what to title it
0: but we'll get there
1: (laughs) (laughs) right right so far untitled also our kids might make an appearance and and give way in a little bit yes perspective
0: absolutely this is going to be a kid-friendly podcast i am going to say that right now um (laughs) okay i will have to remember that and censor
1: myself once in a while (laughs)
0: That's okay. That's why we have editing, okay?
1: Perfect.
0: <laughs> and and if we have any episodes that we need warning, we'll definitely do that. But, you know, the idea is that and obviously it might be older children until, you know, we figure things out a little more. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: Anyway, right. we are family friendly here. Yeah, family friendly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But that might mean something different for us than it does for other people.
1: Anyway, good point. Oh my goodness. Medicine is family friendly because it should be.
0: Yes, exactly. There you go. That's it. That's the (laughs) tagline.
1: So, before we end
0: this episode, why don't you just tell people where they can find you and how they can best support you? I'll have links in the, in the notes just for the record. But if you just have
1: anything you want to throw out there before we end. My website is the best way to reach out uh, personally. It's um, Danielle Simonbrand.com and on Instagram, I'm at Danielle Simone brand. And that's it for the moment. I right. mean, yeah. I've got other things. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank there. you. All right. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to Getting Personal with Plant Medicine. This episode was brought to you by MitraGaya.com and Your Highness Media. Listeners can get 10% off MitraGaya.com by using the discount code PLANTPOD on their next purchase. That's MitraGaya.com. M-I-T-R-A-G-A-I-A dot com.